welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. We are starting a three-part series all about wedding invitations. So these um, these episodes will be a little bit less about what your invitations look like, although we will touch on that, but we're going to be covering all the topics associated with the content that's going to be on your wedding invitations, the timing of when to send them out, how to get your guests to RSVP effectively, all the things around the etiquette to do with wedding invitations. And so it's going to be a really good series. And by the end of it, you're going to know exactly what to put on your invitations, when to send them out, and how to give your guests a really clear call to action. So we're going to start with the first one, which is everything that you need to put on your wedding invitations and also the stuff that you don't need to put on. So the very first thing that you need to know is that the wording on your wedding invitations really needs to match the feel of your wedding. So before you even think about what you're putting on the invitations, you need to think about the feel of your wedding and how you're going to get the language to match. So if you are going for a more formal wedding, then your wedding invitations need to have a formal um, look and you also need to have the wording be more formal. So the way that you would list who's hosting the wedding, the way you would write out the the date of your wedding, how you would lay out the address of your wedding venue, all of those pieces of information which are very crucial, the way that you display them will really be determined by how formal or informal your wedding is going to be. So your first thing you need to think about is what is the aesthetic of your wedding? This is something that I go into great detail about in other episodes of the podcast because knowing what you want your wedding to look and feel like will definitely help make lots of decisions, including what to put on the wedding invitation. So with that in mind, I'm going to list all the key bits that go on the wedding invitation and then in the next two episodes, we're going to go into the more, more of the details about the etiquette behind some of the nuances of these elements. Um, so the first thing is who is hosting the wedding. So now in a traditional wedding, um, the hosts will be the bride's parents and you would put their names at the top of the wedding invitation. So now depending on how formal or informal the wedding is, you may want to list your parents with their title and their first name and surname. Um, You may not want to list them at all um, and everything in between. There are so many options and it really is determined by if your parents are paying for the wedding Um, if you're going for the formal wedding or if you're paying and it's not formal. So you really need to consider all of those things. Typically, the wedding invitation starts with who is hosting. So let's say in the formal um, example, it would be the bride's parents. So you would list their names and they are inviting you to the wedding of their daughter. And that's the, the formal process. The other option is you could eliminate the names of the parents and you could have just your name and your partner's name, um, or you could have both sets of parents' names 
Um, and then in the next episode, we're going to go through the details of how to have all the parents involved in their names on the invitation, where they are divorced parents, deceased parents, remarried parents, and all the iterations of how to um, respectfully include those who need to be included without giving information about who's hosting and not hosting in the process. There's a lot to think about. But effectively, when it comes to your wedding invitation, all you got to know is that you start with who's hosting and then you have the couple's name if it's different. Then you move on to the actual request to attend. This is a really important part. So once you've narrowed down who's hosting, whose names are going to be where and the order of the names, you then move on to the request to attend. And it might sound something like this. Here are three examples. Um, The pleasure of your company. It could be would love for you to join them or something like invite you to celebrate with them. And of course, the first part of that sentence will be determined by if it's Glenn and Kelly request the pleasure of your company or Rory and Catherine request the pleasure of your company at their daughter Kelly's wedding. All the formalities come into play. If you are going to do it the formal way by having the hosts, then the request to attend, you would then move into your names. And again, if you are going to do the formal way, um, For a heterosexual couple, you would have the bride's names first and then the groom. And if you're going to be formal, you need to have your title in there as well as the title of your parents as well. And if it's going to be very relaxed, you can omit the titles, but then you should do that for everybody who's uh, listed on the wedding invitation. For same-sex couples, you don't need to worry too much about the order of the names. You could do it alphabetically or with whichever option sounds best. You can make that call on your own. Then you move on to the really important pieces of information that everybody needs to know. And I'm going to list them anyway, because you would be surprised at how many couples forget to put these very crucial bits of information on their wedding invitation. I will leave a side note by saying that, of course, if you're working with a professional wedding invitation designer, a stationery designer, they'll help you to make sure that you are doing this the correct way based on how formal or informal your wedding is. And they'll make sure that the look of your invitation matches the wording as well. So you don't have like super formal script um, fonts with very informal language or the other way around. So they'll help you and they'll also make sure that you've actually got all the very important pieces of information. But many couples don't think about these things and that's why I'm here to help you. First piece of crucial information once you've gone through the hosts and the request to attend and then your names is the date and time. And you need both of those things because simply showing the date is not enough. You need to give the time. So it's a very important information and Uh, When it comes to formal wedding invitations, you want to write out the date and time in full and you don't want to use numbers. So you want to use words like o'clock and you want to write out the whole time. You can use a.m. or p.m. depending on what the time is. If it's an, you know, if it's an ambiguous time and you need to bring clarity, you can use a.m. or p.m. If you're going for the less formal wedding and therefore the less formal invitation, it is completely acceptable to have numerals in the date and time. Again, it just depends on how formal and informal you're going. But don't forget, you need both the date and the time. Then you move on to the location. And again, you need to write out the full name of your venue, including the city and the county. And that's less for people who live nearby because they will probably recognize the name of the venue and they'll know exactly where to go. But it's more for people coming from outside who have no clue where the venue is. So you need to name the venue, you write the city and the county, You usually don't need to include things like the first line of the address unless it's going to be confusing without that piece of information 
or if the wedding venue is actually somebody's home and not a formal venue. Then that first line of the address is quite crucial for people to know where they're going. If your wedding reception is taking place at a different location to your wedding ceremony, you then need to put the name and the venue of both the ceremony location and the reception location. Um, But if you're having your ceremony and reception at the same place, you can simply put a line like this, reception immediately following, something like that. So that guests know that everything that's taking place will be in one location and that they are in fact invited to both. If your reception isn't happening immediately after the ceremony, so for example, you've got a gap of time between the ceremony and the reception and it's slightly longer than you would expect, you know, if it's not going to be a quick 30-minute trip to the next location or 30-minute gap between the two events, you need to state the time of your reception as well because guests will need to know that there will be a gap of time in the day that they need to occupy themselves and they you don't want them to show up at your reception venue, you know, two or three hours early and then they're just really standing around in the lobby of your reception venue with nothing to do while everybody's getting things set up. So, so, excuse me, when it comes to listing the reception details, let's recap. You want to um, make sure that you are giving the name of the venue, which includes the city and the county, only include the first line of the address if it's confusing without that piece of information or if it's somebody's home, and then include the details about the reception, such as reception immediately following or the time if it's different or the location if it's different. It's really important that you do this because not every wedding will include a ceremony and a reception that everybody is invited to. And so this piece of information brings clarity to your guests that they are invited to both. And then you move on to the fun stuff, such as the dress code. This is an optional thing. You don't have to include the information about the dress code. You could put this on your website if you're having a wedding website. Um, but if it's something really simple like black tie or you know something that's easy to understand by just putting in a couple of words, you, and if there's space, you can put that on your wedding invitation. Um, Next is your RSVP information. So we're going to go into a lot of detail about this in the third part of this wedding invitation series. I'm going to walk you through the exact steps to take to make sure that you get in your RSVPs to know when the the RSVP should come in and therefore when the invitation should be sent out, as well as exactly how to make it very, very clear for your guests so that they know how to RSVP. When it comes to your wedding invitations, And what we're going through now, the main thing that you need to know is that you should include a very clear call to action on your wedding invitation with exactly how to RSVP. Now that could be an email address or a phone number and you want people to send a message to that person to say that they're coming or not coming. It could be an insert that you put into your wedding invitation pack where guests can write out their name and whether or not they're coming and they can post it back to you. Or it could be a link to your wedding website. Whatever it is, it needs to be really, really clear, including the RSVP date. So again, In the third episode of this series, which will be episode 78, we will go through this in great detail together. So make sure that you listen out for that.
But the final thing that you want to put on your wedding invitation is the details about your wedding website. So there will be a lot of information that you can't communicate on your wedding invitations. And um, so it could be things like a map to the venue. It could be more details, such as the dress code. I know we mentioned that you could put that on the invitation, but let's say you don't have space because you've got a ceremony location and a reception location and there's different timings. Or, you know, I mentioned before that there's different sets of parents that you might want to include. If you're looking at your invitation and it's looking really full, then you probably don't want to list everything on the invitation and that is where a wedding website comes in handy. So you want to make sure that it's really clear what the URL is for your wedding website so that all these extra details which are still really really important can be easily found by your guests. You may want to use your wedding website to include more details about things like having an adult only celebration, so some gentle polite way of saying the children are not included. There's so many things that you could use your wedding website for. So make sure that it is very clear on your wedding invitations. So let me give you a quick recap of what you want on your wedding invitations. First, you want to list who's hosting, usually the parents, and it depends on how formal and informal your wedding is and who's actually paying. Then you have the request to attend, followed by your names. Don't forget the date and the time. So many people do, but don't forget the date and the time the location of your ceremony, and then the reception details, the dress code, if there's space and if it feels like the appropriate thing, RSVP information followed by your wedding website address. So now don't forget that next week we're going to go through all the wedding etiquette to do with invitations. So I'll go into more detail about addressing the invitations, who should get one, it's going to get really interesting. So if you want to know a little bit more about the etiquette around wedding invitations, then join us for the next episode, which is episode 77 of the Wedding Wednesdays podcast. But thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered, and edited by Glenn Hartman. For more wedding planning tips, advice, checklists, and more, visit weddingsonline.ie. 